I'm Neil Carter, the pastor at Rocky River Presbyterian Church. Thank you for joining us through our podcast. And let me extend a personal invitation as well to join us at RRPC in person Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. This season in the church is a rather odd time. We call it ordinary time, a time where there is no real special celebration like Advent, Christmas, or Easter. Some find it difficult to speak of time and faith as ordinary. But if you think about it, we have a lot of ordinary days in our lives. Even still, God is the God of special days, and God is the God of ordinary days. So come journey with us. May you be renewed and empowered, comforted, and challenged as we listen to and for God's Word together today. So we're in Philippians... And we're going to finish up today with the section that the lectionary has. And, um, and another good thing that's going to come out of this is that um, hopefully we're going to get some help with lighting in here. Because, or, or I'm going to have to get better eyesight. This oh, no, is... it's lighting. Okay, good. Thank you. I, I hear that. So, Philippians, uh, where I had it just a second ago. Philippians 4, verses 1 through 13. This is what we're going to hear in worship service. Well, here, here's what I ask people when I'm doing um, uh, Sunday school uh, when, in, in just in a normal way, is that you kind of just listen to the passage while I'm reading it. Because Paul said in Romans, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. So what we're doing is we're, you know, you're reading along and you're hearing and you're listening. And, and you think of what, what is it that jumps out to you when we're reading the passage. And when, and when we get to the end of it, uh, I'll give a little review about what, where Paul was, what was going on, and then and I'll say, what, you know, what, what did you hear in this passage? What was familiar? What wasn't familiar? What, what do you like about it? What don't you like about it? And uh, kind of observations, things that jump out to you, like when you hear it, boy, what jumps out to me uh, first? And that kind of, it'll kind of give you somewhat of an indication of how you, how you write a sermon. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what pops out. Ooh, well, that comes out first. How's it going? Okay, so 4, verses 1 through 13. My brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, uh, is this right? Oh, yeah, that's it. Who I love and long for, for my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. I urge you, Judea. And I urge you, Syntyche, to be of the same mind in the Lord. Those are two people, okay? Two women. Okay. Uh, Keep that in mind when you're thinking about what he's saying. Yes, and I ask you also, my loyal companion, help these women, for they have struggled beside me in the work of the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose uh, names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be made known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence 
And if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned for me, but had no opportunity to show it. Not that I am referring to referring to being in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In all, in any and in all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and being, of going hungry, of having plenty, and of being in need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Wow. That's a lot, huh? In just 13 verses. So, Paul, Paul's, he's, he's in jail. He's um, Acts chapter um, 16. He's, he's um, through his faith, he's, he's caused trouble in town. He, he started this church. He's in Philippi. He gets thrown in jail. Um, since he is a Roman citizen, although he is Jewish, he's a Roman citizen, he's being carted to Rome to be tried and ultimately, you know, to be executed. So, um, so he's in jail. He's being carted along the way. He's being guarded. He can't go out. Uh, can't do anything. But here he is writing these things. So, to this, to the church in Philippi. So, when you're reading along, or when I was reading along, what anything in particular jump out to you? You said, "Whoa, that was interesting." Like he's told them to maintain it. Stay strong in their faith, even though he's, it's almost like a goodbye, in a sense. I mean, that's what I got. It is a goodbye. I mean, it really is a goodbye. He, this, is, this is one of the last, this is probably the last, I mean, and, you know, you're always going to have scholars, you know, toss up things about this. But I would say, I'm in the pack that agrees, this is probably the last letter we have of his, or the pod. And this is, he, he knows what's coming. And he is saying, you sort of get that sense when you read it, like, you know, yeah. I know what it is to have and not have. Yeah. But to continue on, stay strong in your faith, mm-hmm. take care of these people because I'm not going to be here. This sort of, yeah. What do you get? Very, you know, and we, we, it's interesting how the, the lectionary kind of bounces around. And so, like, we start First Thessalonians, which is probably one of some of his earliest stuff. And, and we have the verses in chapter 4 where he says, and we who are alive when the Lord comes. I mean, it's present tense, and he includes himself in that. You know, I think we're going to see the Lord come back, and we're, you know, and that sort of thing. And he's expecting it here. Uh, the Lord's near, but I'm not going to be here to see that. Right. And so he's kind of getting in his final comments to this church that he loves and cares for. Hey, here's some things I want y'all to think about. Yeah. Makes it, it does take on a different light when you know it in that context, right? I mean, really it does. Wow. Um, but, you know, scripture wasn't written in a vacuum. You know, it, it, it had context and it had relationships and it had people uh, that were, you know, like us, everyday stuff. What else? Anything else? I thought the fact that he said, do not worry, uh-huh. especially in 
And in his context, yeah. he's in jail. Yeah. 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 Rome wasn't very forgiving, folk. Mm-hmm. I just chopped your head off. Eh. Yeah, Next. He, he knew what was coming. Yeah. And so, that, <laughs> and, the, and those who kind of know me uh, understand that uh, if there's anything that jumps out in this text, that part jumps out the most. Ah, don't worry about anything. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about anything. Mm, not so much. Um, and, uh, but in context, too, who he is, where he's at, and he's telling them that. Don't worry about anything. But he's saying, don't worry about anything, but go in prayer. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's, he knew we were going to worry. <laughs> there is a punchline. You're, you're right, you're absolutely right. Uh, that hey, it, if, if, if you're going if to have times of worry, there's something you might want to replace it with. Exactly. Yeah. You want to worry? Here's what you do. You know, uh, do not worry about anything, but in everything, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And then he tells us what, what that does for us. The peace of God which surpasses all our sin. Right. Yeah. Because it is nice to say don't worry. Anybody in here just say you're, at, you're capable of not worrying about anything? Okay, good. I'm not worried. Oh, well, this, then, then the sermon won't just be, you know. We might be capable. Yeah, might be able to pulling it off. <laughs> right, right, and and you know ultimately that I mean, and again, you, you know, this passage I always I love this book and I love these last two chapters, but um, I mean, but because of the context more than anything, that he would be capable of of, of writing these things to these people that he cares about, and and you know, you kind of I think, okay. And as a, as a pastor in my in my position, I'm, I'm, I'm do I if I'm going on my way to die, am I writing to y'all and saying, hey y'all 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 be cool, be cool. hey get me out of here, don't help me out of here, but um, that a very different approach to what he's saying to do, and in those moments and times of struggle and worry, hey, you might want to think about replacing it or just taking time for. There, there's a school in, in the Triangle that has a hospital attached to it, and um, uh, no, it is not that one. It's the other one. They did a study back in, in the early 2000s about prayer and healing and, and what, what effects it has on it, which is kind of an amazing thing for a medical institution to do, but they also have a religious and a divinity school, so it kind of meshes together. But, but there are some positive results just in how people respond. Uh, to their situation when they pray. You know, it, it doesn't suggest that, okay, everybody gets healed because we know that's not true. But what, what does the prayer part bring to that when we're in those situations? Um, I always think of that line, and I've talked about this before, about prayer. I don't know if, it's re- if C.S. Lewis really did say it, but it was in the movie so it has to be true. Um, but that he says, you know, prayer doesn't change my situation. Prayer changes me. It's not a bad thing to think about. You know. So, 
what anything else jump out anybody How about the interaction with the two people? What's he want them to do? At the beginning, you did and Synthiki, you know, urge them to be the same mind. You know, last week we talked about these, we hear one side of the phone conversation, and so we think we know what's going on. We're not totally sure what's going on on the other side of the conversation. So, it sounds like here he, he's trying to make sure that they're getting along, you know, which is what I love about these, these, these aspects of, of, of Paul's letters that they really are not these just general, you know, I'm just shotgunning into the night here. I'm writing to a group of people that are real live human beings in their particular situation. And you say to them, hey, man, I want y'all... Come on, get along. <laughs> Work this out. Whatever it is get together and be in the same mind because these, and also notice this too, help these women for they have struggled beside me in the work of the gospel. For all those people who always said that, you know, you know, women don't have a place in worship and the like, even back then, that's not true. Paul, Paul even, even in such a patriarchal society as they lived in, or at least the, what we think they lived in, uh, you have women working with them, even then. That's pretty cool. And rejoice in the Lord always. One more time. That's not easy to do either, is it? Rejoice always. Always. Hmm. In eight months of this pandemic, that's right. Rejoice, y'all. Okay. <laughs> Somewhat of a Quaker moment there. We are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> That's right. So, so how do what? How do we do that? I mean, what what is a practical understanding of this passage? I'm gonna keep up with my time. It's not time for me to jump to that part yet. But I mean, when we we read that again, that's kind of a nice cross stitch. You know, you put on a pillow. Right? And we go, ooh, isn't that sweet? But in, in the context of where he's at, what he's doing, and these people that he's trying to get, hey, y'all, rejoice in the Lord always. That might have been a hard sentence to write. But then, so how do we, you know, the trajectory to us here this far into what's driving many people, you know, bonkers that we, we can't operate like we used to, what is, or any other situation that we're that we're dealing with today, because we still have other stuff going on just besides the pandemic, right? In life, don't we? I mean, we have family stuff, or am I the only one that has family stuff? Y'all don't. Y'all's families are all cool. You get along. They sit with. <laughs> Rejoice always. That seems kind of permanent, doesn't it? I mean, I mean, just baked into everything we do. What does that look like? He doesn't ask us to rejoice in the coronavirus, to rejoice in death and suffering and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Or he asks us to rejoice in the Lord. 
Mm-hmm. And that's good that's remembering everything God has done. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing that he's still living, helping uh, me mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it is still possible to rejoice even in this. Ultimately, that is, he is, he's not saying, I mean, there's not reason, we're, we're, we're going to be, just because we're Christians, we wipe away um, the issues that cause us to worry, you know. There are, there, are, there, is, there are sections of Christianity that will say, oh, I can't get sick because I'm a Christian, you know, or, you know, God keeps me from all that stuff. Um, it, it's there. Um, but we're not a part of that, you know. And and Paul doesn't seem to be here either. He's not saying, uh, "Oh, just this is this is kind of a, a rosy picture of of the world," and I'm not I'm not paying attention to any of those things that are out there because they are there. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's there's nothing to that. It's all it's all going to walk away. I mean, it's just not there. Um, you know, there's a. Some of it, we always grew up in, in, the, in the sector of the church that I grew up in, they called it naming and claiming. If you say things, it's true. It'll become true. So if I say I'm not sick, then I'm not sick. Well, if you have a temperature of 102 and, you know, if you're sick, no matter what you say. So, um, and so in, for Paul's situation, he knows where it's going, but... But he's saying, in spite of what might come our way, in spite of what, what is surrounding us, he's asking them to, to rejoice in the Lord, not just in everything else. How, what is it that we can find to rejoice about even when things aren't exactly the way we want them to be? Well, even now, I feel like with the the pandemic and stuff, we're probably closer as a church mm-hmm. because we we make more of an effort now to stay in touch with everybody instead Definitely. of looking at the programs that are going on around mm-hmm. here. There's an actual I need to know how you are, and mm-hmm. maybe that you know our faith. We're having to delve into our faith more and let it not be about us so much as what we're doing, but our faith and how our faith comes to other people. Mm-hmm. And that has become more evident, I think, in this church particularly for the past eight months. Cool. Uh, statistician, you know, those people in, in, in the world that, you know, the things that I read for my profession... They say we're going to lose 25% of all the people that were a part of the church in February 2020. They will never come back. 25%. That's a, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably pretty true. Um, that churches will be smaller. Everybody will be rebuilding. Or is rebuilding. Um, 
and, and that 25% of them will have decided or won't be, I mean, for whatever reason you want to put on there, they won't be back. Just not be back physically, or will they not be coming? They, they just said they won't. What this, the way this read, or at least the way I interpreted what they were saying, was that they're not going to be connected to the church. They're gone. They're just gone. Mm-hmm. Because the, you know, the video opportunities <laughs> seem to make for some of the people who don't want to bother getting dressed, they can watch. They not yeah. feel like they're at church. Right, right. Yeah. Well, there there is going to still be a sector of that because you know we're not going to Reg, Reg is Reg is going to train other people and uh, we're going to have we're still we're always going to have our, our cameras focused somewhere uh, from going forward. Um, and so there will be a sector of those people who've already. I mean, I've already you know you already get, nobody ever calls me and says, "Hey, Neil, we just wanted you to know we're we're never coming back." Okay, but they don't. But um, but have said you know we, we kind of like just sitting there in our pajamas and watching church. Uh, okay, uh, there you go. But but the way I understood this part was that these folks will never just be a part of church. So so there is a, an aspect that we do have to work harder to be connected. Just like I mean it, that's just the way. How, how are we going to be committed? Just like he's telling these folks, hey, I want y'all to be of the same mind. You, you don't just become of the same mind just by saying that. He's asking for these two people to really work through whatever their issues are. Just to be, y'all are part of the church. You're committed. This is what you do. Period. And that's what we're going to have to be too. You, we're just to be the church. I do think too that through this, that, that Stephanie's right, that the church will be stronger. Not just this one, but we, the churches may be smaller, but they'll be stronger. Okay. Um, I'm almost out of time now. Um, the finally, brothers, whatever, and brothers beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is anything excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Wow, when y'all read that, what do you think? Well, first thing, Paul's wordy. I got that, okay? Um, what do you hear when he says that? Positive. Well, I'm good. It's just that simple, right? <laughs> Love you, Paul. Mean it. So, that, and, and, and again, it's easy to get bogged down in negative stuff, isn't it? Um, it just is. Watch the so first 10 minutes of the people. news. <laughs> yeah, there are just some people that are the glass half empty instead of <laughs> but, you but, know, I yeah. think maybe uh-huh. in a time like this, mm-hmm. if you could be more positive, right. your world would be right. a little better. Yeah. yeah, and this isn't just, this is not a positive self-help message here. He is not saying that. This isn't uh, love Jesus and your life is going to be great, okay? That, I mean, that's Joel Olstein or something like that. That is not what this is, okay? This is... Because 
because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, because of what his, his transformation means for us to be transformed in his image, this is where, you're, this is where we're, we're aiming for. This is what we're going for. You know, in, 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 our, in our household, she's not here so I can say this, there's two of us, right? And, and there's one of us that is really positive about everything. It's sickening, almost, how positive she is. And then there's one of us that's not near as positive as the other one about things. And so when we're together, it's kind of yin and yang. And, um, and she's just always, always, I don't care what's going on. There's this, this voice that goes, well, you know. This is this is the positive aspect. And I'm just like, oh my god, why? How can you do that? And um, but 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 that's always the voice that we should be clinging to. Um, for and that's what Paul's trying to get them to think about too. Because just think about them on the other side of this letter. Here they are. This guy started this church. He's not there anymore. They're, they they don't they don't have Bibles. They don't have. Um, you know, the book of confession and the book of order. They don't have anything except for what was the, what we call the Old Testament. And, and it wasn't even complete at this time. They don't have the Gospels written out. They don't have anything like that. And so they're trying to build their faith based off of things like one letter that they have. Wow. And each other. So, so when he's saying these things to them, I mean, you know, they're, they're, they know what's coming for Paul, too. And so they probably are pretty scared. And they probably are pretty mired in the whatever of their day. And so they're, they're hearing this, and they're going, oh, okay, this is what we're supposed to be focused on. This. Bad things aren't going to happen. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they, they are. There, there are true reasons to worry in the world. It's there. Uh, but don't worry about it. <laughs> and rejoice in the positive. And rejoice in the positive. And, keep it. and so hopefully for us, the trajectory of this passage for us today is, is that as Rocky River Presbyterian Church, as individuals and as families, as a part of this, uh, with all the different things, because I don't know everything that's going on in everybody's life, but that whatever, whatever that might be, um, that we work together to be of the same mind and asking Presbyterians to be the same mind. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. Um, but, but that, but that we're, we're focusing on, 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 on the positive of, of what God has called us to be because the Lord is near. That's what he says. That's pretty cool. And as you know, I've said before from um, folks in the church, it's all that easy and it's all that hard. <laughs> all right? We good? All right. Let's pray. Gracious God, we, we give thanks for your word because it challenges us and it comforts us and it calls us to be transformed in your image that when we have situations of worry, that we're to replace that time with prayer as best we can, knowing that the peace that you offer us will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Wow. Be near to us this day as we enter worship together. It's in your name we pray. Amen.